0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, we're talking about doing it solo. Travel, that is. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Before we get to tonight's topic, since it is Thanksgiving week, let's have a few Turkey Day Dad Jokes. What did the turkey say to the hunter on Thanksgiving Day? Quack, quack. What is a turkey's favorite dessert? Peach gobbler. Like I said, they're dad jokes. What did you expect? A quick Spin around the interwebs. U.S. authorities lift the Boeing 737 MAX ban. This was all over the blogosphere this last week. A couple sentences from the Point Sky website. The FAA has recertified the Boeing 737 MAX, allowing the beleaguered jet to return to the skies 20 months after it was grounded. All MAX jets must undergo certain modifications that largely focus on the software behind the flight control systems. And that's what caused two planes to uh, down in 2018 and 2019 that took right around 346 lives. In addition, the pilots must undergo new required training before they can fly the plane. Somebody called me yesterday and asked if I would get on a 737 MAX MAX. Absolutely. That system, I guarantee you, has been tested and tested. And I still stick with my what I always say flying is probably one of the safest ways of traveling. WKRG, not WKRP for all you kids of the 70s and the 80s, out of Mobile, Alabama, gives us this story United Flight diverted to MOB for passengers stripping off clothes. A United Airlines flight from Jacksonville, Florida to Houston, Texas had to make an unscheduled stop in Mobile so a belligerent passenger who was stripping off her clothing could be removed from the plane. 25-year-old Sierra Nicole McClinton, one of the three named people, well, Sierra Nicole McClinton apparently got into a dispute with her seatmate, became agitated, and started to remove her clothes the lone flight attendant on the flight was able to subdue her while the plane diverted to Mobile. Upon arrival, authorities escorted the woman from the cabin in a t shirt and underwear as she yelled obscenities. Of course, she did. Right off the bat, thank you, Florida. You have been missing from the roundup the past few weeks. You're coming back strong. Thank you so much. And honestly, how mad do you have to be at somebody that your best or your only option is to remove your clothes? You know, we've talked about good nudity and bad nudity many, many times. The refresher course is good nudity usually involves somebody that you want to see naked, soft music, maybe some mood lighting, possibly a nice meal. Bad nudity is anything that happens in a hotel lobby airport or in this case on an airplane do your weekend shopping trips take you to sam's or bj's how about costco well next time you go to costco you can purchase a wheels up membership what is wheels up well in a nutshell wheels up members can book short and medium length flights on private planes from a company that has a fleet of all-inclusive hourly rate planes And Costco will sell you this annual membership for, get this, $17,500. This is for their core membership looking on Wheels Up website. Guess what? That's the same price for their membership. But here's the getcha. The wait, there's more. You know there always is. If you buy this from Costco, you get a $3,500 Costco card e-voucher. So that's a whole bunch of toilet paper and Boom Chicka Pop snacks that you can buy. Plus you get a $4,000 flight credit. Yep, you heard me, a flight credit. You still have to pay an hourly rate for these jets. Now it's significantly reduced from the market value. And there's a cap, sounds kind of like an old school adjustable rate mortgage. I did a little bit of math. I'm guessing that you have to be flying well over 140, 150 hours per year to make this work out. Now there is a bit of good news. So the first year cost you 17,500 bucks. If you re-up for the second year, it's only $8,500. Talk about rarefied air. I'm telling you that Wheels Up members are definitely flying in rarefied air. On to tonight's topic, traveling solo. Most of us have been with the same core group of people for the last seven or eight months. This can be a good thing. It can be a stressful thing, and it could possibly be a train wreck. And for most of us, summer is that typical recharge time. We kind of skipped over June, July, and August this year, and for me, In the past 20 years, I have not been home this much, and that number keeps increasing every day. For my family, this might be a good thing, a stressful thing, or quite possibly a train wreck. And honestly, I think I'm beginning to wear on the dog's nerves. So let's think back to social times. Remember social settings with lots of people and talk would often turn to destinations, where to go, where have you been? And how many times have you heard somebody say, I'd love to go, but I have to find someone to go with. I'm not going to travel there by myself. Nobody wants to do that. More than once, I'm sure you have heard people say things like this. Or how about you see an acquaintance at a restaurant eating by themselves. Do your thoughts immediately go to things like, Oh, he's by himself. Maybe I should stop over and say hi. No one should have to eat alone. That's so sad. Guess what, folks? Oftentimes... People enjoy eating by themselves. Tom Hardy once said, Being alone for a while is dangerous. Once you see how peaceful it is, you don't want to deal with people anymore. There is nothing wrong with alone time. It doesn't mean that you're lonely. It doesn't mean that you are lonely does not mean that you do not love your family. It means that you care enough about yourself. Honestly, even while being home so much, I still spend a fair amount of my day alone. Typically out of bed at 6.15, just like I am on the road. Jackie leaves the house by roughly quarter after 7 or so. Typically 7.15 to 8.30, I'll exercise, yoga, meditate, whatever I'm doing. Then I start my day. Not much different than when I'm traveling. Really, the only difference is towards the end of the day when everybody comes back in and we congregate once again. So as you can see, that being alone does not necessarily make you lonely. Let's talk about traveling alone or solo travel, and let's go with two different categories. Travel solo versus travel with family, travel solo versus traveling with friends. Traveling solo versus traveling with family, right off the bat, traveling solo is cheaper. Yep, call me Scrooge McDuck if you want, but it's true. That is true unless the family takes a separate vacation without you, and then more than likely you're going to end up on the losing end. Now with traveling with a family, some of the costs are fixed. I mean, you can cram a whole bunch of people into a single hotel room and same goes with a mid-sized rental car. The unfixed costs are things like airfare, souvenirs, and food. Airfare at a minimum is 300 bucks for a flight. You got a family of four, you're over a thousand bucks before you even leave the door. Souvenirs, the kids need to buy stuff so you'll have something to donate to Goodwill in six or eight months. For me, food is the great unknown when traveling with family. A day trip we recently took to Universal, there was five of us, we ate two meals. The total was well over $300, and these were simple meals, fish and chips, I mean these were meals at a theme park, fish and chips, fries, shepherd's pie, burgers, maybe a couple beers, some soda, but over $300 for five people. Now, while I was at Universal, I saw multiple families with multiple kids with strollers, double strollers, wearing kid carriers, you name it, and I started doing the math in my head for what tickets, lodging, and everything cost. Been there, done that. The other challenges of traveling with family is getting everyone to agree on pretty much anything, where to eat, where to go, what to do, what are we going to do next, And of course, if you're the parent, you do get the final call, but nobody wants to be the bad guy, especially on vacation. The other thing that you get possibly with traveling with family is a side of attitude. I'm tired, I'm hungry, you're mean, I wanna go back to the room, I wanna go home. Again, been there, done that. Thankfully, the kids are all in their 20s. A few years ago, we did a multi-day trip to Washington DC. Base camp was Alexandria, Virginia. No need for a rental car. We were close to everything via the train. As the days progressed, the kids who were in their teens at the time took longer and longer to get up, get dressed, and get out of the room each day. Now, the nice thing about most of DC's attractions are that they're free, so you're not spending a ton of money, and only a few had scheduled time. So, getting out of the hotel room late every day wasn't a big deal. But the one thing that Jackie and I wanted to do was check out Arlington Cemetery. So we decided that we would check out that place on our final morning before we headed to the airport, talked to the kids the night before. They decided that the better choice for them was to sleep in, skip the trip. They also slept on the air flight home. And if you've never been to Arlington It is an amazing place. The pictures that you see on the news don't do it justice. Of course, the Kennedys, as everyone knows, is buried there. But I did not know that the boxer Joe Lewis, that was his final resting place, was Arlington. Now, if you are looking for some true American pride, check out the Changing of the Guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And if you're not familiar with the Changing of the Guard, this is from Arlington's website, the military guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier is charged with an elaborate ceremony which happens every hour from october to march and every half hour from april to september the tomb guard marches exactly 21 steps down the black mat behind the tomb turns and faces east for 21 seconds turns and faces north for 21 seconds then takes 21 steps down the mat and repeats the process of course the number 21 symbolizes the highest military honor that can be bestowed a 21 gun salute next the sentry executes a sharp soldier arms movement to place the weapon on the shoulder closest to the visitors signifying that he or she stands between the tomb and any possible threat Very, very powerful. I have been fortunate enough to see this ceremony a few times in my life. Don't pass it up. Fortunately, the kids were old enough to be left alone. Unfortunately, they missed on this opportunity. Traveling with friends can be dicey as well. More than likely, you'll pay your own way, which is going to cut some of the costs out. But you're still faced with things like... I want to eat here. I want to go there. That's too expensive. You've got to decide on what tours you're going to do. You still get a side of attitude quite possibly. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I want to go back to the room again, been there, done that. If you don't have the right friends, these trips quickly become very frustrating. Now I spent 20 years traveling for business. Many, many times I'm traveling with others. I have become, and most of the people I travel with have become very adaptable. Now, you know, with business travel, there's a handful of excuses that will get you out of a dinner, or of course the infamous trip to the third bar. You can always say things like, I have a presentation to finish up. My phone's been blowing up with emails. I've gotta go address them. Early morning conference call I gotta prep for blurting out any of these lines will be met with more than likely sucks to be you too bad so sad as they walk away and you wait for your uber no one's really gonna bust your chops and honestly by 8 p.m most road warriors want nothing more than to be in their hotel room alone especially if you're over 50. You've heard me oftentimes talk about chips that people are born with. Chips like the Star Wars chip, the Star Trek chip, the Harry Potter chip. These are the chips that make you want to go and see Star Wars 5 and 7 and 12 times. You know all the characters from Star Trek. You actually go to Universal Studios to visit Harry Potter World. I was born with none of those chips, as I've said before. I did get a few chips. One of those is the travel chip. And the other one is the orientation chip, which sounds like it could possibly be a Boy Scout badge. The travel chip is an easy one. I enjoy traveling. Doesn't have to be someplace exotic. Doesn't have to be some must-visit destination. I really prefer local travel. There is so much to do and so much to see within 60 or 70 miles of where we live. In Orlando, yes, we've got Disney, we've got Universal, and we've got SeaWorld. But we also got three wineries within an hour of the house, four places where I can rent a canoe or a kayak and be in the water within 20 minutes. The Ocala National Park is roughly an hour away and I can be hiking on the Florida Trail in less than an hour and a half. And how many people knew there was actually a Florida Trail that runs the length of Florida? The orientation chip is somewhat twofold. First, it's very rare that I get lost. I often attribute it to growing up in South Florida Where where we lived, if you went east to west, you could probably only go about a hundred miles because you'd either hit the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic Ocean. But the second thing that the orientation chip allows me to do is always find something interesting no matter where I'm at. So with solo travel, if you possess those two chips, it makes it a heck of a lot more enjoyable and a little bit easier. Now I'm here to also tell you that solo travel can put you in a very solo travel frame of mind. Even when traveling with business colleagues, we still pretty much think solo. I don't ever ask any of them if they have their boarding pass or they have their license. And this can play into real life as well. For example, Jackie and I's first trip was, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago. We were flying out of Fort Lauderdale. We go up to the TSA podium. I go first, hand them my license, hand them my paper ticket. This is before they had apps for the phone. TSA agent looks at my license, look at my face, looks at my license, waves me through. I head over to the belt, dump my gear onto the belt, turn around, and I see that Jackie is still at the podium with a less than pleasant look on her face. The reason is that her ticket didn't match the name on her driver's license. Now, had this been a family trip, more than likely somebody would have said, "Hey, make sure your license matches as the name on your ticket." But me, being a solo traveler, never gave it a second thought. Didn't even wait for her to make it through TSA or past the uh, the podium guard. And meanwhile, I'm over there chunking my gear up on the belt. Now, one of the things that I have used or I've mastered using is solo travel to inspire family vacations. And that comes in play a couple different ways. While in towns, I will normally, of course, talk to the locals, talk to the hotel people, talk to my business partners to find out what's really cool. You know, if you're from Orlando, everybody wants to know about Disney, they want to know about Universal. But, like I said, we've got Wekaival Springs not far from here. There's so much other stuff to do that nobody really talks about. For instance, have you ever been to Clarksdale, Mississippi? Probably not. But that is the home of the Delta Blues Museum. That is the infamous, or they claim to be the infamous, crossroads where Robert Johnson, the bluesman, sold his soul to the devil. It must be because they actually have a giant statue at the corner of Highway 61 and Highway 49. If you're ever in Memphis, more than likely you're going to go to Graceland. Spend an hour or so driving south, head down to Clarksdale. It is a cool little town. While in Clarksdale, you might as well go a little bit further south, a little bit more west, and you'll find yourself in Cleveland, Mississippi. And I've talked about it before that Cleveland has a Grammy Museum, as in the Grammys, like they have out on the West Coast. I don't know why they settled on Cleveland. I mean, it is a great music hub, that Delta. Um, is a phenomenal place and a lot of the birthplace for a lot of the music that we listen to, but they do have a Grammy Museum there I spent a lot of time in Mobile, Alabama years ago and found out that it was the birthplace of Mardi Gras everybody thinks it was New Orleans when in fact it was actually mobile heard all the stories talked to the locals loved it so much that a few years ago jackie and i rented a tux and a ball gown went up there and did the whole mardi gras two or three day trip it was absolutely wonderful of course i've talked about charlotte multiple times in the whitewater center for uh, kayaking and canoeing new orleans i did a lot of conferences there As well as a lot of business trips before I used that as the groundwork for a three or four day vacation about eight or nine years ago. Savannah, Georgia, another great town, did a lot of business trips there before I ever did a family vacation. We enjoyed it so much that that's where Jackie and I got married. And how about Valdosta, Georgia? Nobody would ever think of going there. I was there on a business trip walked into a business partner's office, and he had a bunch of music posters on the wall. And as conversations typically do, we started talking about music. Turned out he is a curator for the Spirit of Suwannee Music Park and Campground. Never heard of the place right off the uh, Suwannee River, just on the other side of the Florida-Georgia line. And they do music camps for young adults and small kids. But it was one of those places that I never would have found, never would have thought of going if I hadn't talked to somebody. So that's my take on traveling solo. My advice is don't let not having a travel partner keep you at home. Find some place to go, even if it's an hour or two away from your home. I guarantee you there is something that you can do, something that's fun, something that will inspire you. And when you see somebody checking into a hotel or eating breakfast at the hotel by themselves in the morning, don't feel sorry for us. More than likely, we're having a good time and we're at peace with ourselves. If you have a solo travel story, leave me a voicemail at anchor.com. Shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. We're getting closer to saying travel safe, but until then, stay safe and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second, don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.